Hey everybody, this is Alf speaking. Welcome back on the Macro Compass. Stanley Druckenmiller actually released an interview in June 2022, just a month ago, and he said, I've lived through enough bear markets that if you get aggressive on the short side, you can get your head ripped off in rallies. And actually, he reminded everybody that bear market rallies can be a challenging experience for people who are just comfortably sitting on the short side. They're actually somehow designed to mine the confidence of people sitting on the short side. And over the years, running large institutional portfolios, I learned that, yeah, markets can be humbling. And so you should continuously challenge your own core thesis. It's a wise exercise and echo chambers are instead counterproductive. So this article will be about assessing whether the rally we have seen in the stock market is a bear market rally or are we witnessing a turning point in risk sentiment that will push equity indices meaningfully higher and also after the assessment refresh our portfolios accordingly. Before we talk about the article I would like to remind everybody that in case you're looking for a macro podcast where you don't ask yourself by the end yeah cool but how do I actually trade the interesting views I heard for the last 45 to 60 minutes you can come and visit myself at the macro trading floor which is my podcast released every sunday with andrea steno where we interview the best worldwide macro strategists thinkers and risk takers as well we discuss their current macro thesis but after we unpack that we ask them to deliver one actionable macro investment idea every single week andreas and i do an intro and an outro where we discuss the macro situation of the week trade ideas from our side as well in the post section, we debate how to implement the trade, both for professional and retail investors, and whether we like it or not. Also, we try to have quite some fun and be a, a show full of banter. So expect some jokes along the way as well. There are already 50,000 macro enthusiasts listening to us every Sunday. In case you're not amongst them already, why don't you come and pay us a, a visit? It's called The Macro Trading Floor, and uh, you can just find it on every podcast app. And you can find the links as well to uh, where is the podcast in the article. But now, back to it. Is this a bear market rally or is it a turning point? So first of all, let's define the average bear market rally. And our friend, Mr. Blonde Macro, who's a fantastic macro analyst writing a free newsletter called Stuck in the Middle, which you should absolutely subscribe to. He has uh, looked into the history of bear market rallies and he has basically come up with the average length and uh, size of the rally and the rally we have seen from the 16th of july of june lows to today ranks exactly as the average potential bear market rally so the size is just an average one but let's see whether this is a bear market rally or a turning point in risk sentiment now the first assessment is that from a valuation risk premium and real interest rate perspective we have seen a very aggressive move up in real interest rates in the US from the lows in November 2021 to the highs in June, a very aggressive move. And now 30 year real interest rates have slightly dropped and stabilized back again. I put a chart in the macro compass which shows the relationship between 30 year real yields and uh, forward valuations for the S&P 500. And you can see they track extremely well each other and this stabilization and slight drop in 30 year real yields bucking the trend from November to June has actually helped valuations to expand a bit. That explains quite a lot of the rally we have seen. So you should ask yourself, could real yields drop further and spur another valuation-led rally? Well, the Fed has been very vocal from that perspective. They want to keep conditions tight. They want to tame inflation. They estimate the US equilibrium real rate is around 25 basis point. 
we are trading in 30-year real yields at about 50 basis points. So as they are keen to keep the entire real yield curve above this level, above the 25 basis point level, it seems it's going to be tough for real yields to push further. Also, equity valuations don't always blindly follow real yields. When real yields increase or drop, but valuations do not adjust accordingly, it means the perception of risk amongst investors changing. And my equity risk premium sits into its eight years average. And so that means that equities can hardly be defined as cheap, sitting in the middle of an eight-year range for, from an equity risk premium perspective, given the macro context. So in short, while the real rates and multiple expansion side of the rally could go a bit further, its upside is relatively limited by the Fed's stance. So we would assess from this perspective that there is a little bit maybe to go further, but it's hard to call for a sustained uh, change in risk sentiment and a turning point solely based on that. The second thing we're looking at is the US dollar. So the US dollar plays a pivotal role in determining whether this rally has legs. And a stronger US dollar, as the global economy slows down, actually hurts foreign entities which have borrowed in dollar. They need strong trade economic growth to service their liabilities. We have already talked about that. That's not great. But moreover, a stronger US dollar affects also corporate profits in the US. And how? Because over the last 20 years, as I show in a chart in the macro compass, US companies have expanded the volume of sales and profits that they generate abroad. And a stronger dollar obviously hurts this source of income for American corporations, which is not negligible. The dollar is still way too strong, I think, to provide any sustainable tailwinds to risk assets rally because it acts as a drag both on foreign corporate profits, but also on the overall risk sentiment in markets. The third thing is the yield curve. And so when, you when it comes to future economic growth and therefore earnings, the shape of the yield curve is a very powerful guide. And you know we all know the yield curves are inverted in the US, flattening even further towards further inversion. But some of the rally we have seen is also due to equity markets cheering on the fact that the bond market is pricing 100 basis point worth of Fed cuts starting from early 2023 in the next 12 months. As you well know, as I explained already, this is the result of a probability distribution. It's not only one outcome, bond markets are not priced in gray, white or black, they're priced in tonalities, which is the result of a probability distribution. And this probability distribution now assumes above 50% chance that Powell would basically pivot dovish essentially already by December. That probability has been priced in, has leaked into risk assets and has led some of the rally. Now the question is, as we approach December, will Powell try to move that probability towards zero or 100%? When it comes to future earnings, there is little doubt the yield curve is as loud as a noise can be it's not looking good, but when it comes to valuations, actually, the Fed is priced to turn convincingly dovish already by December, effectively. Do you embrace the 50% probability already priced in that they will, and it's going to morph into 100% or not? I actually don't like the odds yet, because as we all know, the only thing that can generate the proper dovish pivot is a sharp slowdown in the momentum and breadth of inflationary pressures. Do you know what has always been able to generate such a slowdown in momentum and breath in inflation? That's a recession. So what I did is I looked back at 100 years of US recessionary episodes, and I found that in 11 out of 11 cases in which we entered a recession with inflation above 3%, we came out of it with a much lower CPI. It took an average of 16.2 months to slow inflation down from the very peak to 2%, which is a central bank target, the average decline in CPI from the peak to the trough 
was minus 6.8%. There is nothing to be happy about the recession, of course, but at least history says that it would be a very effective way to reduce inflationary pressures from the 9% in the US all the way back to 2%, and it would definitely also allow the Federal Reserve to pivot dovish more aggressively. Now, given my assessment that this looks and smells rather like a bear market rally as different macro stars are not aligning for a sustained bullish pivot, you won't be surprised to hear that my long-term structural portfolio is still heavily allocated to dollar cash, to long-end bonds. That TLT trade is not working that bad, right? While my risk allocation is as small as it can be, it's skewed towards the highest quality defensive names and completely away from any speculative high beta names. If we look at the tactical portfolio, I'm taking quite a hit there on being short the Russell, but that has been offset, more than offset actually, by the yield curve flattener, which is working extremely well, the US yield curve keeps flattening, and the long Nasdaq against short Russell relative value trade. The Nasdaq has been outperforming the Russell given the valuation-intensive nature of the bear market rally. And that's exactly what I was trying to, to look for when I structured the trade. Now, in line with the view that this looks and smells like a bear market, I am positioned like that also in my tactical portfolio, but I'm always ready to stop out if proven wrong by macro conditions and price action because markets can be humbling and risk management is important. Now, talking about that, I still owe you a detailed piece on how to structure these tactical trades, how to size and risk manage them. So sorry for the delay. I promise it's coming. This was all for today. Thanks for listening to this episode and reading the newsletter. If you are interested in any partnership, bespoke consulting services, sponsorship, just send me an email at themacrocompass at gmail.com. And finally, if I can ask you to be so kind to share this article around so that we can spread the word about the Macro Compass, which is now a 73,000 people community. You guys are great. It would really make my day if you could tell a friend if you enjoy the Macro Compass. Thank you. And we'll talk next Thursday, which will be quite the article after the Federal Reserve meeting.